morning, folks. Uh, we are again this week having an awesome guest. We're sitting with uh, Eugene. Eugene is is a, is a CEO for PepsiCo, responsible for the Sub-Saharan Africa region as well as the Middle East region. He spent uh, many years, of course, looking into these businesses, not only on PepsiCo but some of the other global businesses. And I'll put his full bio in the uh, description of this podcast so that you can read up on him and also some of the work that he has done uh, in the past. But for this conversation, we brought Eugene in to chat about a few things because he is in South Africa. He spent some time in Cape Town uh, working uh, at PepsiCo facilities, but also just chatting with the stakeholders of the business. And I want to kickstart our conversation on that with Eugene. Eugene, I'm glad that you can make time to join us uh, today. How's it going? Hey, Wandile. It's, uh, it's great. And uh, I'm very happy that uh, you actually invited me for this podcast. Great to be with you and uh, look forward to a great conversation. All well on my side and, uh, and I hope the same for you. Now, fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Eugene. Eugene, I understand that uh, this past week you kickstart things uh, quite busy. You landed in the country and you already had a round table where you were talking about accessible nutrition and you, you had uh, lawmakers, the Minister of South Africa, various stakeholders, academics. And I want to get a sense of what were you guys from a PepsiCo side talking about and what are some of the key themes that you pulled out of that conversation? a very rich conversation and first of all let me say that we believe that there is a very important role for companies like ourselves and we're the second largest food and beverage company globally to uh, to play in um, redesigning the, the food system globally and we definitely also want to play our part here in South Africa where we have a phenomenal stable of brands and we um, I think are pretty much uh, on every table in South Africa in every cupboard in South Africa with brands like White Star Wheat Bix, Bocomo, Liquid Fruit, uh, of course Simba, the Chippies, uh, as well as uh, Sasco, uh, our bread. And I think with the footprint that we have here in South Africa, there's a very important role for us to play in helping transform uh, the food system end to end. Starting with agriculture, but ultimately of, also, of course also in, in terms of how we make uh, our products, how people consume our products, and ultimately also how they dispose of the uh, packaging material that is required to pack those products. Um, and we had a very rich discussion, as I said, with different stakeholders, stakeholders from academics, um, from the industry, also from uh, bodies that represent uh, farmers. So AgriSA was there. Uh, and then, of course, we were uh, joined also by the Honorable Minister Didiza, uh, who also gave her perspective and, uh, and was uh, very engaged uh, throughout the, uh, the session. Mm. Now, it looks like, uh, Eugene, you had all of the stakeholders throughout the venue chain. And I mean, those aspects that you're speaking to, to my mind, I mean, you're, you're talking about sustainability there, you're talking about nutrition, but you're also talking about the third pillar in our society, which is the community side. And I mean, it's wonderful to hear that. But you know, I want to, you to also talk a little bit for me, to me about the food security aspect. I mean, PepsiCo, yes, you are there, you, you are an organization that has its ambitions, but you play an important role when it comes to food security. And, and I mean, you cover a number of areas that, continue to struggle with food security. If you think about your work in the Middle East, you think about your work broader in Sub-Saharan Africa, and of course here in South Africa, if you can talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as PepsiCo, we, um, we launched about 18 months ago uh, a comprehensive strategy 
uh, around PEP positive, which is for us um, the, uh, the umbrella uh, aimed at transforming that food system. Now, one of the um, many objectives that we pledged was an objective to uh, increase the access to uh, nutrition. And we want to help increase the access to good nutrition to 50 million people by the year 2030. Mm. Um, and because to do that, there's a couple of levers that we can pull. One is, uh, of course, ensuring that we have uh, access to uh, some of the products that we uh, make and, and sell here in South Africa. And I mentioned a few of those brands uh, already before. Um, the other angle uh, with which we can approach this as well is uh, through our philanthropic uh, arm, which is the uh, PepsiCo Foundation. And then the third lever that we can pull also here within a South African context are the public interest commitments to which we uh, agreed as part of the uh, acquisition of Pioneer Foods about three years ago. Now, as part of those uh, commitments, um, we actually uh, pledged to uh, invest 600 million rand uh, in a development fund, a development fund that is aimed on uh, helping uh, increase the participation of emerging farmers uh, within our food system, also provide uh, education and, and uh, give people the opportunity to um, acquire uh, skills uh, and also invest in uh, uh, empowering people to become entrepreneurs uh, through uh, specific uh, funds as well. Now, specifically around uh, increasing the access to good nutrition, I think there's an important role to play for uh, the agricultural sector. And I think that is where we can actually leverage a lot of our capabilities that we have acquired globally over the last couple of years, um, specifically as we work with farmers here in South Africa, whether that be large-scale commercial farmers or whether that be um, the uh, emerging farmers in mm -hmm. South Africa. And um, one of the areas that um, we can leverage there is um, the uh, implementation of demonstration farms. I also discussed that with uh, the minister. We have those demonstration farms up and running in many countries across Africa, Middle East and South Asia. Uh, and those demonstration farms are farms that are open to any emerging farmer uh, and actually help them uh, with building uh, skills, but also help them with the tools and the equipment that they need in order to improve uh, the yields, uh, reduce the environmental footprint uh, as they produce uh, crops. Yeah, and as we improve yields, of course, also that helps us provide more um, good nutrition to uh, to the people in the in the community in which they operate. Mm. And and, and you, you you make an important point there when you when you when you talk about the, those partnerships that I have done with the communities. And I want to tap into this about the aspect of climate change uh, as to whether you're baking that in into these programs and how are you thinking about climate change from a PepsiCo perspective as well as the partnerships. Because I understand that was one of the key highlights in the PepsiCo roundtable in Cape Town that came out uh, in various corners in that conversation. Yeah, correct. So, um, I mean, first of all, um, we, we believe that we have an important role to play. So let me start with that. And I think mm. uh, every large uh, company um, sees that they have a role to play in addressing the uh, fundamental challenge of climate change. Now, for us, as I mentioned, that uh, has been embedded in our PEP positive strategy with three pillars, positive mm -hmm. agriculture, positive value chain, and positive uh, product choices. We also uh, understand that we cannot do it alone. And so we need to forge uh, partnerships with other people that operate across that value chain, as well as with other stakeholders, such as governmental stakeholders, in order to create the enabling framework for us collectively 
really make significant progress in addressing the challenge of climate change. Now, let me pick one example. Mm. One example, um, and, and that is a very ambitious objective that we set ourselves, is to convert the equivalent of the agricultural land that we're using across the world, which is 7 million acres, to regenerative agricultural practices. Wow. Now, we need to, of course, work with many different stakeholders hand in hand in order to make that a reality. Um, and this was one of the topics that we discussed in terms of how you do that um, and, and how and do you quickly uh, skill that as well. Uh, another area where we need, uh, of course, to work with other uh, stakeholders is around um, the move towards renewable energy. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've pledged to become a net zero company by the year 2040, not only within uh, our own four walls, the so-called scope one and two, but across our total value chain. So that includes uh, scope three emissions as well. In order to make that drive, there need to be a couple of things that fall into play. One, first of all, is the regulatory uh, framework. Yeah, so there needs to be a regulatory framework that is conducive for industry to uh, drive towards renewable energy, um, which is, um, yeah, in, in some cases in South Africa, still an opportunity. Second is, um, of course, we need to partner with um, some of the providers that um, provide us with the technology uh, at an affordable cost to uh, install uh, renewable energy at our sites. Um, and then third, if you look at the uh, service providers, uh, we also need to have the right uh, arrangements in place with the service providers so that in the case that we produce more renewable energy that we need, we can give it back to the grid. Yes. But also in case that we don't produce enough that we have <laughs> Uh, and and, and that, that's the major issue with us, uh, Eugene, on, on, on the regulatory side in South Africa to say, okay, they are the companies, they say we can do X, Y, Z, but does the regulation and the infrastructure allow that? Sorry for breaking that thought, but I thought that's an yeah. important point for us in South Africa. Yeah, that mm. is an important point. Yeah, that is an important point. And, and not just in South Africa, no fairness, also in a couple of other countries uh, around the world. Yeah. No, Eugene, I mean, uh, this is all, this is all uh, for me, I mean, where, where I'm sitting and, and listening to all of the work that you think about on a regenerative agriculture and some of the new technologies that uh, PepsiCo is thinking about. It's all very important. But I must also bring one, one another point here, uh, Eugene. You, you are responsible for a, 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 a region, sub-Saharan Africa, which still has a number of smallholder farmers. And if you to go to any of the conferences in the continent, one of the key things that they always talk about, they will mention the regulatory side, needs for technology, needs for financing, and, and. But then they will also say there's no market access and all of those things. And you sitting there as a, as a, as a processor, as an important player in the, in, in the food system, talk to me about how in the areas where you are present on, you try to bring... Uh, access um, uh, for, for smallholder farmers, of course, those that meet quality and the volume to sustain the business. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point. And um, clearly there's work for us to do to increase the number of emerging farmers with which we work here in South Africa. But let me give you an example mm -hmm. uh, from uh, one of the other markets that I'm responsible for as well, which is India. Mm -hmm. So in India, we work with over 20,000 farmers uh, directly. Wow. Most of these farmers are small-scale farmers. Wow. Now, we, we have built a direct relationship with those farmers over many years. Um, we help those farmers with um, irrigation practices. We help those farmers also with growing practices. 
Um, and we have demonstrated that through um, some of the skills transfer and our support, we've been able uh, over uh, a period of uh, a couple of years to significantly increase the yield for those farmers. Now, as you do that, you also help those farmers, of course, to increase their income. You help with that improve the uh, livelihoods for their families, and you help create a more thriving community in which these farmers live and, uh, and operate. Now, I've seen that with my own eyes in, in West Bengal, so the area around Kolkata, and, and how we've done that. And it's pretty impressive. So um, we, we have uh, the objective to increase more emerging farmers within our value chain here in South Africa as well. We're working with uh, emerging farmers already directly in South Africa. Mm -hmm. And yes, we're committed to do more of that uh, one daily because I firmly believe that, that ultimately, uh, if you're able to create uh, better livelihoods for farming communities, because ultimately that also benefits the business community in, uh, in general. Yeah, I mean, uh, Eugene, you hit the, the nail on the head there. And I mean, I'm super impressed by the numbers you mentioned. If in India you're able to work with roughly about 20,000 farmers, I mean, in South Africa, yeah, as so, sorry, as in South yeah, Africa, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and in South Africa, Eugene, as we speak today, I mean, um, we for, for just for context on this, we have roughly about 42,000 uh, commercial farmers with all that we do. So, as the organization, if you're able to work about roughly half of that. I mean, that, that's quite impressive. And again, to that societal benefit of the, the sustainability of these farmers, if you were to think about that context in the South African case, one family in South Africa is usually responsible for about six people. So if you were to touch that amount of people, 20,000, you multiply that by 60, that would be just the direct impact. And I think that as we continue to build our productivity in Africa, in South Africa, these are some of the positive things that I think organizations like PepsiCo will pretty much continue to play. Uh, but, but Eugene, I'm not going to, to let you go without closing on an, optimistic, on an optimistic point to think about what are some of the opportunities. I mean, you, you've been here in, in, in a country and you've been in the continent several times and you see what you've done in Asia. You see what's happening elsewhere in, in the world where as an organization you participate. Where do you see opportunities for PepsiCo in the African continent? What are you thinking about when you think about the agricultural value chain, think about PepsiCo, think about Africa? What comes to mind to you? And let me start by saying that I really, really love South Africa. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful country. It's a country that I've been to many, many times. Uh, and every time that I come here, um, I, I fall in love again with your country. It is, it's really a beautiful Thank country, you. beautiful people, uh, and a country that has tremendous potential. And, and the same is true for the broader uh, African continent. Um, as I look at the, um, the opportunities uh, within South Africa and, let's say, broader uh, sub-Saharan Africa, I think that there's many opportunities. First of all, mm -hmm. I can clearly see that there's business opportunity for us to grow, uh, to grow our business. And as we grow our business, I think there's also an opportunity for us to um, actually do very good for the communities in which we operate. Given that we have such a strong footprint in agriculture, I think there is truly an opportunity for us to help improve uh, the yields for farmers that we work with with that also help improve the livelihoods for those farmers but also as we uh, start deploying some of the best practices from a sustainability standpoint there's a true uh, opportunity for us to grow those crop with less resources reduce water usage um, reduce also the carbon emissions 
really introduce those regenerative agricultural practices that protect soil health, etc. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of things that uh, I feel very optimistic about. But what I feel most optimistic about is with the footprint that we have here in South Africa, the great brands that we have, the strong footprint in agriculture, there's a true, true, true opportunity for us to really help uh, create thriving agricultural communities across uh, across the country. Wow. Eugene Willemsen, I am so glad that you've been able to, to, to join us for, for this conversation. And I hope that next time uh, we'll be able to have it in person. But I'm sure that... I hope so too. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I'm sure that uh, many people that listen to this podcast uh, and read some of the work that we put out uh, in, in Business Day will also benefit uh, from some of these insights. Uh, thank you so very much for, for giving us your time. Thank you, Wandile.